The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joining us with Smart Beal based out of Kearney, Nebraska. And I have been waiting all afternoon to ask you this question, and it's what the heck. I can't think of any other terminology I could, but I can't say it on the radio. What is going on? I mean, we have been hearing for the last two days that, yep, 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 there's going to be some bean purchases coming from China. The thought was we should have seen a positive reaction to this, and we did not in the soybeans. So what the heck is going on? Yeah, I think that's that's what the big question mark in the bean market has been today is because we saw um, – we did see some export business, and it was to China. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen export business. Um, this is the first since since uh, Trump and, and presidents from China struck a deal. Um, and so it was a great thing. It was a positive thing to see that get started. The problem is um, it ended up being a sale that was considerably smaller than that what the trade was expecting. So it was a, it was a decent sale, but it wasn't near what they were expecting. That ended up being a negative in the eyes of the traders there today. So, um, but you know, if you look at where we've come from on soybeans and just talking beans real quick, um, we were back, uh, on these January soybeans as low as nine Oh five. And of course that was your harvest at, at harvest time. Um, yesterday the high was nine twenty eight. um, went home today at nine Oh seven and that's on these January beans. So they've come a long ways. And we haven't had great exports. We've got tariffs on the table, and yet we've seen these beans move up. So I think there's some positives there. We also have a gap on a chart that would be just below where we're at right now in the middle of this current range that um, could get filled. So we could see some back and fill and corrective action there. But I do think that uh, what, what's being talked about also is that we're, we're anticipating more sales and just the anticipation of sales has brought us up to these levels here in the last 30 days. Now, if we can see some sales continue and build, I think we could see some good things ahead of us on those soybeans. Well, you know, there was such optimism, though, that we would see the positivity within this trade as a word comes in and the numbers come in uh, for trade numbers. And obviously, now that the door has opened, maybe the floodgates will pick up a little bit of pace before South America steps in with beans. Absolutely. That's what we're hoping also. And the window is starting to close on that time-wise compared, uh, you know, Brazil's going to start shipping beans out, you know, usually in January. Their harvest is going to be a little bit early this year because it had, the weather's very favorable for it. Um, so we, we will see uh, Brazil's beans hit the world market, and that's going to be a competitive factor. But here for the next, um, you know, 30, 45 days, uh, we could really – do some um, some good sales on soybeans to China and get the ball rolling there. So uh, we're positive and we're, we're hoping for more to come soon. Well, the weekly export sales for soybeans were on the softer side as the numbers came out today. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a almost what I would call a hand-to-mouth deal on beans there. Um, beans were a little bit soft on the exports and, and that sale we saw um, to China directly was um, kind of disappointing. I mean, it was a sale to China that's a positive, but it wasn't near what we were anticipating. So I feel like we're just getting the, you know, the floodgates might just be starting on some really strong 
exports, um, but that isn't in front of us today, that's for sure. And for the, for the corn, we look at weekly exports, we're in line with what we kind of expected. It's kind of that doldrum, shall we say, before the holidays? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly where we're at. A little bit soft on the on the corn. Although I do think if we can get some trade established with China on the beans, that sh- that could encourage some corn exports as well into that part of the world. So I think that could be a real positive coming down the road here on corn. Um, corn wise, you know, we we've come a long way since harvest. Um, looking at March corn, we're at three eighty four on the close today. Uh, we could fill a gap. We left a gap on this chart last week as we gapped higher. Um, and we could, you know, if, if it traded down about six, seven cents, it'd fill that gap. And that would be a healthy thing as far as the uh, technicals are concerned. My opinion is I think we could very well see that seasonally hit, fill that gap. As exports kick in and we start seeing world demand build here on the, on the corn market as well in the next 30 days, um, I think we could see better things to come in that corn market as well. We are trading at the high side of the range that we've seen since harvest. So um, uh, I think there's there's positive to come, uh, but we've got to fill that gap and, um, and get some exports going before that happens. Now here's something we don't usually talk about this late into December is, will we get harvest finished for the corn? I know they're hoping that we'll have some good milder weather coming into the weekend to be able to wrap this 2018 crop up. Yeah, that's exactly right. I um, haven't, We haven't seen this for a few years. Uh, driving around uh, central Nebraska, north central Nebraska, northeast Nebraska here the last few weeks, I've seen a lot of corn standing in the field. And it's good-looking corn, yes, standing in the field. And I know that's just this segment of the, of the world. But there's a lot of corn out there yet. And I think when you get up into that north central part of the, of the belt, there's a lot of corn standing in the fields yet, um, and they're really needing some dry weather. I think that's what they're anticipating in the next week is to be able to get in and clean up and finish up some of that harvest. Um, but those, it, it's pretty late on some of those acres, that's for sure. What about for the wheat? We saw some improving exports. Could that mean some improving prices for them? Yeah, wheat. Um, we're starting to see some improvements there. Um, I think into that Black Sea region is where we're starting to see some export business starting to develop. Um, those offers are starting to come out of the uh, out of that Black Sea area looking for U.S. wheat. We've seen um, a really nice improvement as well in that futures market that had been so flat here for uh, about three weeks. We're now um, kind of popped out of that low, those doldrums, and have traded, oh, Looking at March Chicago, we were as low as 5.03, just hovering above 5. Stick around, folks. More of the Fontenelle Flannel Bell comes up after this on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. I should have said the first half, and I didn't. If you hear background noise, I've been a part of a thing up at CCC Columbus where they're doing a careers day with some high school kids. So if you hear the noise in the background, that's what's going on. Tori Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney. We can't forget that yesterday afternoon, we got a farm bill, and a farm bill that won a huge majority of the votes on the House side as it heads now to the president's desk. Yeah, the, yeah, that was fantastic news yesterday. Congress passed the, uh, the farm bill. Um, it's on its way to the president's desk. They're anticipating that's going to get signed 
um, and pass. So uh, it looks good, and it's an $867 billion farm bill. Um, I won't go into all the details, but it's a great news, and, it, and it, it's very positive to see that passed and get that checked off the list and, and move on. Um, of course, our you know we're still looking at um, the tariffs. We talked about that a little bit during the break, Susan. Um, the tariffs are still in place with China. We just took a 90-day break from them, basically, and, and agreed to um, get some trade going, and now, now we're seeing that starting this week. Um, what I'd really like to see in the next month or two is those trade negotiations on the tariffs um, get get worked out and, and ironed out uh, for the long haul also. So that's really important, and I think we want to keep an eye on that here moving forward as well. Then we won't see that short-term demand reaction like we saw with the soybeans today. Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, The short-term um, is, is very, you know, it's positive that we saw some, um, you know, some exports go to China, but yet um, I think that's been anticipated and, and it was um, maybe a little bit of a disappointment today also with the numbers we did get on the exports for soy, soybeans to China, but at least it did um, possibly open that door and encourage some exports there. So that's a good thing moving forward. Um, the seasonality of that market, we always look at the seasonalities also, and in the soybean market, uh, the seasonals um, would be to see us kind of grain through through the first of the year. I mean, the month of December normally isn't a big month in, the, in those soybeans. You get into the first of the year, and, and, and the later you get into January, January through the first of March, a lot of times the seasonal is for a move up in that soybean market. Um, we just want to hang on to these um, decent levels at this point, maybe tack on some good exports, and then see that seasonality take place. Um, and there's some beans in the in the bin. Guys need to get sold. And then I also think, uh, um, given those opportunities, you've got to look down the road and be ready to do some marketing for new crop there also. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because you're spending some time with your clients and, and new clients as well, talking about these marketing plans and things they need to think about for new crop 2019. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is the time of year where it's really crucial to um, establish a written marketing plan, um, and, and we do that. We're meeting with our guys now, laying the groundwork, and then within the next month, then we'll come up with a very specific written marketing plan with targets on it, and so and that gives us a great roadmap to start the year with because we don't know when the opportunities are going to hit um, for new crops. They could be early. They may not be, but if they are, we'll be ready for them. But it's just so crucial. Um, you might not know exactly what your, you know, cost of production is going to be, of course. But we can start with some estimates. Um, you'll make your crop insurance decision. That goes into play. Of course, your estimated production, corn, beans, um, and livestock. And so once you have all those factors built into it, then you can start laying out a plan and see what those sales would actually accomplish for you. So a written plan is is, is a pretty comprehensive um, piece and it takes some work. So we encourage guys get in and let's get started on that in December. Looking over to the livestock side, Troy, uh, Troy, the cattle with the fundamental analysis. What are you guys seeing as you look at this commodity? Yeah, um, you know, we've pushed up a little bit um, high, maybe too fast on this cash on the, on the market. Um, what we're looking for, uh, you know, 
we've seen a two-day surge that was pretty impressive on the charts the last prior two days cattle um let me flip my screen here we're a little bit positive on the live cattle uh not not greatly but a little bit positive 65 85 cents higher on the feeders today so it continues pushing into um challenge some resistance levels you know we also are seeing you know that we're anticipating uh the next week to 10 days to be um dry in this in the regions and so we could see it could be a little bit of a bearish force as these improvement on the feedlot conditions um, take place in the next few weeks. So I would anticipate a little bit of a pushback or maybe corrective action down. That would be very seasonal to see that. For producers to get a hold of you, Troy. Yeah, um, you can you can uh, look us up on the web at mysmartyield.com or call our office here in Kearney, 308-234-6805. And that is a look at the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.